Hello everyone, welcome to the show. Uh, so it is Monday evening, um, got a late start doing the podcast, um, was thinking about what I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it and blah blah blah, and uh, you know, just sometimes you overwhelm yourself when you think things out too much. So um, I kind of dumped all that and uh, I'm just going to kind of go by ear on this, which uh is pretty much par for the course on this podcast production. So, uh, at the moment, I am outside in my garage, looking at my Volvo, or yeah, looking at my Volvo with an Audi motor sitting in it. So, uh, we got the motor is running, or not running. It's uh Turn it over nice and easy. Uh, you know, just a little wrench will pull will do you. The uh, manifold is going to go in next is the plan. Um, and then we're going to get the wiring hooked up because it's not too terribly complex to get this thing all put together. So that's kind of where we're at. So for those of you who don't know... Uh, if you don't follow me on Twitter, uh, which I highly recommend you do, um, I was a little second-guessing myself when it came to the Nissan motor and the build and everything I was doing. So I got my typical Craigslist alert uh, from the Internet telling me, hey, someone is selling a motor uh, in your neck of the woods and they are uh, X amount of so my limit was motors in you know the DC major metropolitan area uh, for less than like 200 bucks so whenever that shows up you know I do a little investigating just because why not and there was something about this motor that really intrigued me. So um, I posted up on the Twitter, you know, I'm thinking about going out and getting this motor and doing, you know, whatever. And uh, a couple of people had some thoughts about it uh, one way and the other. And uh, I'm not going to say I ignored them, but uh, I kind of ignored them. It was more of I had a feeling... You know, the gut feeling you get sometimes where you just want to trust it. Um, that it was going to turn out good. So what I decided to do is, oh, by the way, the, the noise you're hearing is me looking for tools because, like always, I misplace shit. And I end up spending more time looking for the tool to fix a thing than actually re- fixing said thing. So, um, you know, that worked. There it is. So, uh, I sent the guy a message. I'm not going to lie, super low-balled him on the price. I feel kind of bad about that, to be perfectly honest. But, um, you know, this is one of those, you know, if I get the motor for what I want to get the motor for, then perfect. If I don't, then I don't get the motor, you know? So funky way this motor is uh put in here uh 
So I super lowballed him on the price. And uh, a couple days later, he said yes. So I had already had plans to go out to the Mid-Atlanta Mega Meet, which was a fun time. I met up with all the right foot down guys there, got to see the skyline in person, hand out a couple of stickers that GTB Johnny of the Blown Pistons podcast had given me uh, for the Entitled Car Show, which, you know, shout out to him. If you haven't already, go listen to the Blown Pistons podcast. Um, and if you're in Wisconsin, go check out uh, Johnny's shop. So, detailing shop. So, I figured, well, we're out about. Little one will be prepped. She'll be tired because of a nap. And uh, she was. So, she napped uh, very well. Woke up right on time to uh, get up and get going for the agreed-upon arrival time, which was around 7 o'clock. So, around 8 o'clock. So, got in the car in the Fiesta and headed out. The arrived on scene to this motor. Now, for those of you who somehow don't know this, I like watching the 24 Hours of Lemons recap stuff. Um, I enjoy watching, you know, the races and the videos and everything that come up on it. So I arrive on scene, and there is a car done up as a hot dog shop. And I recognize it from one of the Lemon wrap-ups. Little did I know, I had purchased the motor from Speedy Cop. He is a Lemons legend. That's hard to say. That's more of a tongue twister than you would think. Lemons legend. Lemons legend. So he's a Lemons legend. He got the motor out of another vehicle he was doing a swap on. And he was uh, such a mensch. I showed up. Such a wonderful guy. Uh, (laughs) Wonderful place. I don't want to give too much of it, his business away, to be perfectly honest, but such such a wonderful guy, uh, answered all my questions, took me around his little shop ever so briefly, um, helped me load up the motor, helped me get it into the car, uh, you know, wonderful time had, uh, explained to me where the motor came from, what it was for, so I guess it was in a project uh, that some lemons racer had out in California. So, uh, I don't know exactly which one it came out of. It was a, uh, it's not 100%, so I don't really want to say, and I'm not sure if it's something else that I can't say. So, um, well, I just lost, the, oh, there it goes. So, he you know, told me, you know, this is a motor, this is where it came from, not sure of the condition, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, having such a good time talking with him, was there for a couple of hours, to be perfectly honest, um, you know, helping me tear apart the motor and get it into the little car, because I had to pick it up in the Fiesta, because the Volvo wagon, my typical parts hauler, you know, obviously down for the count, because the motor's blown. So, um, how's that other screw? I probably should have done this bit before I 
put in the motor. So right now, as you're hearing this, I'm just trying to get the intake manifold to line up with the hole it's supposed to go to. So let's see. That's yeah, a little bit of bite on there. So, and now this is making for some great podcasting. Um, anyway, so, uh, you know, we spent all this time, all this effort getting the motor into the car, went in absolutely smoothly. Uh, man's a magician when it comes to this sort of thing. So, we got it all loaded up, and then we arrived. You know, it took me a couple hours to get there. Not a couple hours. It went like an hour and a half to get down there. And about an hour and a half to get back. Um, so, get back. Get my daughter in the house. She's, you know, basically goes in, goes to sleep immediately. Um, and I come out and I go to grab the motor. So, you know... Problem number 101, I don't have a engine hoist. So this is just a man versus muscle sort of deal. So I got a little cart. I put everything on. I have a couple of ramps I use as boosters. Um, I pick up the thing. I boost it up into position. And uh, I get the motor out. Now motorways, it's a uh, cast iron uh, block with aluminum head. And, you know, just not the lightest thing on the planet. So my guesstimation is 500 pounds. But, you know, this is one of those things where you lift with your legs. You only got to lift it for a like, couple seconds. So I get it onto my little cart. I don't know what part of the cart got caught on. I had to raise the garage to move it around. And as soon as I raised the garage, I didn't think there was anything leaning on the garage door. But as soon as I lifted it, it could have just been bad timing. It could have been great timing, actually, because if it would have fallen and hit the garage door, it would have caused a lot more damage than it was worth. So garage gets up, gets out of the way. Motor falls over. Unfortunately, it damages the distributor. Um, but no other damage really done to the motor, which was, you know, a blessing. So... Now I got this motor sitting in here. Uh, it is, I don't know if I should even put this in quite yet because there's some bits in here. Well, now I'm looking at this. Um, I got to do my little stupid because my hand's occupado. So I got to unlock the uh, screen using my nose of all things. So then we're going to do one of these. And turn on the flashlight. So, I don't know how much of a pain in the ass that's going to be. I mean, that's easy to get to. So, I mean, I thought that was going to be a pain. It's not. So, um, yeah, where was that? Oh, so I got it up. I got it into place. Uh, or I got it picked up, put it in an engine bay, you know, just to see how it lines up in here. Um, the motor was having a hard time moving just by hand. So I just took a lot of PV blaster and just kind of nailed it down into there just to make sure it was uh, working 100%. Um, I went over the engine 
a bit. I got a video of that put up online here soon. And uh, the only issue is, for some reason, it's missing one engine head stud. So I got to figure out why that's missing and replace it. So uh, they don't normally sell those in singles. So <laughs> it'll be interesting to see, you know, if I'm able to even find one as just one or if I'm going to have to uh, grab something else or grab an entire set and just keep it around. So I'd rather not try and find another type of head or anything like that because I do want the right material and everything. So in the Volvo, the way the head studs work is they're stretched to fit. So i got to figure out if in this Audi 10-cylinder, I guess I never really said what it is. So it's an Audi 5-cylinder, uh, and I just said 10-cylinder. It's a 5-cylinder 10-valve uh, motor. So it's very uh, stout, and these things are known for being fairly bulletproof. It's got an electronic CIS system. So it's... I don't know what CIS stands for, to be perfectly honest, but it's basically like halfway between electronic fuel ignition and a distributor. So it's got a built-in regulator, fuel pressure regulator. It's got a built-in uh, uh, what call Built-in fuel pressure regulator. It's got a built-in wiring harness. Uh, everything is basically run mostly mechanically so but because it's a turbocharged motor uh, part of what it has is it has to have the electronics on it just to kind of make sure everything runs right so uh, the wiring harness for this is like eight feet long you know in total total length as opposed to the like 62 feet of wiring harness for the uh, uh, Nissan motor. So it's a lot easier to put in. It also puts out roughly the same horsepower out of a five-cylinder. And for those of you who don't know me, I love five-cylinders. So, uh, and this thing being basically bulletproof, uh, I say that knock on wood. Um, but it's a simple motor. Uh, it should be, if anything goes wrong with it, simple to fix. Again, knock on wood. It's 10 valve. Um, I've seen these things rated between 167 horsepower to 200 horsepower, depending on what car and what ECU and how it's set up. So I'm just going to, you know, give it a rough estimate of probably 150 horsepower out of this thing uh, as it sits, which is good. Um, again, this, the Volvo project is to be fun and be a rear wheel drive and make fun noises, fun power. Um, if, you know, this is something where we can start throwing more power into it, you know, getting the, uh, messing with the boost pressure a bit, uh, just kind of pumping this thing up and getting it closer to that 200 horsepower mark of kind of our objective, uh, that'd be great. 
but we're just going to kind of work our way incrementally up to that. So first things first, we're going to get this installed, we're going to get it running, and then we'll blow it up because uh, that's how we work. And then if we blow it up, we'll take it down and we'll rebuild it and we'll make it better and stronger. Um, the important thing is uh, we tested compression. Compression's good. Uh, now we did it <laughs> a bit of a getaway. I have a compression tester over there and we'll get to that eventually. But kind of where I'm at right now is get the uh get it in get it wired try it once it's wired up if it works that's great button it up put the transmission behind it uh, hook up the drive shaft and we're good to go um and then we got to fix you know obviously all the other issues with the car but those are nothing in comparison to just getting this motor working so once we have this thing hooked up and ready to go, if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, troubleshoot it, figure it out. If we got to do an complete engine teardown and rebuild, that's just what's in the cards. But I like this motor. So it's got, you know, forged internals. And like I said, it's got a cast iron block, aluminum top. Um, turbocharger itself is probably worth what I paid for the thing. So... I mean, really, I'm a happy camper. Um, you know, just make sure everything works. Once we get it all up and plumbed and working, then we're good to go. So, uh, yeah, that's where we're at. So, Mid-Atlantic meet was interesting. Um, again, always kind of like, why do I go to these things sometimes? But, you know, they're fun. They're engaging most of the time. Um, don't really know what to do in terms of who to talk to and what to talk to them about and kind of like everyone seems to be there and they kind of want to be left alone for some reason which makes no sense to me like I'm here here's my car but don't come up and talk to me because you're no good to me for some reason seems to be kind of the mantra they all have um, yeah I don't know exactly why that's the case but you know F them is my way of looking at it. Um, interesting. Just looking at parts right now, the broken distributor. So I need a new distributor cap, and I need a new distributor uh, rotor. Um, the actual mechanical bit didn't take any of the brunt. It kind of landed, and when it tipped over, it tipped. I caught it. Again, heavy piece of machinery, but again, it was on the dolly. So when it tipped and fell over... It hit the distributor, but it was kind of a glancing blow, but it was enough to break, you know, just the plastic odds and ends. So that kind of sucks, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's some plumbing in here I'm looking at right now where I'm just like, where does this go? And again, the great thing about the Internet is just figure it out. So, you know, cooling jackets running in. Got to figure out where all the electronic doodads go, but... At the moment, everything's good. Um, so we got that in where it needs to be. We'll put in the more bolts and finish that up in a bit. So just kind of everything mocked in at the moment. Um, right now, what you're hearing is me grabbing the airbox for this thing. So I'm trying to figure out where I want to put this. Because if I put it... 
in roughly the stock location of where it was in the Audi. It's kind of sitting out in no man's land. So uh, I'm, I'm going to have to make up some custom brackets. But that might not be such a bad thing simply because uh, we're still hooked up here too. Yeah, we are. So we're still hooked up to the wiring harness. I just kind of want to disconnect all the wiring from this, but my thing about that is I always take pictures when I do something like that. So yeah, let me just pull that off. Makes this a little easier. So we got you know white and red. Looks like we might have a damaged wire anyway. So we're just taking some pictures right now and just kind of making sure everything's documented in terms of you know this is where all that stuff comes from. So that's what we're doing. Because um, like I said this has like a weird mechanical not quite mechanical uh, fuel injection system. So it's a mechanically done, like so there's a plate the air flows through and then it flows uh it presses down on that plate and as it presses down on the plate more or less depending on the velocity of air, the car or the injection monitors that and reacts mechanically to add more or less fuel pressure into the system. So, I mean, that's really cool. But again, on the flip side of that, there is a little ECU. And the issue is, you know, guy's great, gave me everything. Uh, he doesn't know where that ECU went for that car, um, which kind of sucks, to be perfectly honest, because it's not the cheapest thing to grab one. Um, and, you know, know you have a working example of it. So... You know, we're just going to have to scour eBay for a, you know, Audi motor ECU of this year. But it's a simple enough ECU. It wasn't enough cars. I'm not too fearful of not being able to find it. It's just a matter of, you know, having to look for it. So I've seen them from 60 to 200 bucks. So uh, I might contact my good friends over at uh, partingout.com and see if they know anything and are any good resources uh, to utilize for that. Um, I don't know where the heck to put this. So, you know, the issue with having a, a turbo, I think about the plumbing and everything, and you have to be about a step ahead of it as it goes down. So, yeah, so just like right now, it's like spider nest of uh, stuff going on here. So, like what I'm looking at right now is the little manifold. You know, we got the spider's nest of like silver braided pressure lines that go down. So, I'm trying to think where best for this to go. So, uh, there's a kind of limited by 
I had the fuel line return in the other side of this. And because I have that there, that puts me, ideally I'd put it on the driver's side because that's where the line return is. But I don't think that's going to work because of the way the steering rack has to go through that side. So, uh, you know, it's a banjo boat for that. It's just a normal uh, type threaded fitting for the return line for the fuel. There's a banjo boat that goes to the intake manifold. Um, yeah, so we're going to have to just kind of sit here and see. So all this stuff's got to be run. You know, the mechanical injection bits got to go to the motor. Uh, and kind of the way everything wants to run means we're going to have to run in a specific way. So that goes down to the other side. So, yeah, we're pretty much going to have to put that on the passenger side and just extend stuff if it needs to be extended. So that's another banjo boat. A couple of threaded fittings for the actual injection bit. My hope was to kind of come out here and figure out where all this needed to go this evening. I don't think that's really going to be possible as I kind of sit here and look at it all. Um, I just lost, ah, I just lost a uh, hose clamp. It's fine. I'll pick that up later, figure out where it went off to. Um, if I rotate this, that might make it a little bit easier just to know where to put that. Uh, yeah, oh, it's a little, it's a little troubling here. Let me see. So if I put this, I know this is great pop right now. So we'll get back to uh, kind of the point. So uh, this just an entire episode of me going like, well, where, where, where should this go? And where should that go? It's not compelling podcasting. I get that. So, oh, oh, we're getting stuck. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness gracious me on oh, my. Um, so where was I at? So, yeah, the Mid-Atlantic Mega Meet was interesting. It's like 10 minutes from my house uh, at a local mall. And it's like probably a thousand cars showed up. Uh, there's some people there that were for like a rally slash drive-in like club thing. And I don't know, it's just really off put by them to be perfectly honest. Cause they had like this very much, I'm better than thou attitude about them. Oop, that's not going to work. Um, so just kind of off put by them and then. The people who were there who weren't those people were being a little coy, a little uh, evasive, you know, just typical car people not really wanting to be bothered by it all. So, I don't know, very just not, not such a pleasant place to be and... Again, I had fun because I met up with the Rifle Down guys. We talked, we chit-chatted. Uh, I got to hang out with them as they walked around. But then it was also like, well, what are we doing here? And, you know, they drove much further up than, you know, 
I was 10 minutes and they drove hours to get there through DC traffic. So I kind of felt bad for them. Um, so it was like, why do we do this to ourselves as car people? And, you know, Katie's Cars and Coffee, a couple other places around here, I still kind of want to go and just kind of see what that scene's like. But the more and more I do these car shows, the more and more I'm like, why do I go to these things? And, you know, I, I guess I have to go. I have to find one that works with me, the one that jives, because that's how you get to share your enthusiasm with other people. If you don't go to these events, you don't hang out with these people, then it's just something you're doing by yourself and no one else gets to share in your enthusiasm, which would be awful. So, you know, kind of like six of one, half a dozen of another, like you kind of have to make it work for you. So I'm going to have to figure out a way to make it work for me. And, uh, you know, it shouldn't be that difficult. I just got to find an event, something close by that jives with me. And, you know, the cars and coffee thing, that's way too early in the morning for me. But then there's some stuff that's, you know, way too late in the evening. Um, there's never anything like wake up late and carburate. Something like that would be absolutely perfect for me. Um, which I think I just invented something. So wake up late and let's go <laughs> wake up late, carburate. Uh, does that go down there or where does these two go to? I'm going to figure that out. Uh, I also like to, there's just some random wires that are just cut that I don't know why they're cut. Uh, I hope they're not necessary for anything. Uh, they probably are though. So let's see here. We got injector. Yeah, no, I know I'm doing it again with, you know, well, we're going to figure out where all this stuff goes, but I'm just kind of trying to make sense of all the spaghetti mess at the moment. So kind of have everything not related to that kind of over here. So looks like what I'm going to have to do is put this like basically right here, which isn't too bad. So Everything there should fit, and I think I'll be able to run that to where it needs to go over there. Just gonna have to run it underneath this. Um, I might even have to kind of flip this just a bit, just to kind of get it wedged in there. So, right now, I have the motor sitting at the center line of the Volvo, and if I put this right in line with that. It's not going to work out the way it should. So we're just going to have to figure out a way to run. If there's any holes in this manifold, and it's going to have to run through there. Because there's one bit on the back of this that needs, on the back of the manifold, that needs one of the bandrel bolts to go to it. And I don't see how that's going to be possible with the way it's currently set up. So... Random person lost in my neighborhood. Never not creepy. Um, that should work though. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm just looking at this, going like, "Well, how is this all going to work?" And this is kind of the fun part of this, is we're in this phase where it's just get it in and get it working and kind of 
figure out as you kind of finger fuck your way through it all. So, uh, yeah, we got that going there. So, let's see. Da, da, da. I mean, does anyone else actually talk to themselves when they work on a car, or is it just me? Uh, I will fully accept if it's just me. Uh, that I may be crazy. Um, why is that even going there anyway in the first place? Because it makes no sense. I don't know why there's a banjo, but i got to do some research here. So, um, as it sits now, you know, I might be able to extend that out anyway and get that working for me. Yeah, so we got the fuel return line. Oh, anyway, so went off on a tangent, and people have complained about this before. Lost my train of thought, and now I got to uh, come back to it. So, uh, yeah, because the problem with the event is it started at noon, the Midwest Mega Meet, or the Mid Atlantic Mega Meet. So it started at noon, which is fine. I actually was one of the first people to show up to the event. And it's always a weird place for me to be because I'm never the first person to show up to anything. Uh, ask anyone. Um, so I just, and these fuel line is kind of just messed with. So I'm, I'm going to replace this because there's a filter that's not doing anything in here. So, yeah. So I showed up, uh, you know, probably like 50 or so cars, which sounds like a lot. But then after you get 100 and some or 1,000 at the end of the day to be there, it's not really. So, uh, after all those cars or you know, walking around, right foot down guys show up an hour later. Um, it's just like, I've been here so long, I was there until four, so four hours at a car show and you're like, why am I still here? Like, what am I doing? And like, what am I accomplishing? And like, it's hot and it's brutal out here. And at a certain point, you just kind of want to go, like, is it just time to go home? Uh, went out and had uh, lunch and some drinks with a couple of guys. I totally lost if I forgot if it was. Uh, sorry, guys, but I believe it was uh, Josh and uh, Sean from Right Foot Down. Um, I'm just looking at this going like, wait, is this a relay? thing here so that it was fun having them showing them a little local place to eat uh they got stuck behind the world's slowest honda civic which is saying something on the way there which was very disappointing um i don't know what this little bit is here yeah i'm gonna have to go in and do some research on this wiring harness the problem too is again of course i choose a motor that is got a good reputation but not a lot of uh material written about it so i don't know there's got to be a like i said the wake up late and carburetor i think is the way this whole thing needs to go um i think the plan is you got to have some sort of food you got to have some sort of drink and is that's how good people talk is people talk over food talk over drink so why not do that um I just don't see why it's hard to make that happen. So, make it lunch because no one needs to be up that early for cars and coffee. So, 
Uh, I'm going to go do some research, work on the Vol Volvo slash Audi slash Nissan project. So um, I want to thank everyone for listening, uh, dealing with my little weird update episode. Uh, and new episode out this Wednesday with the Automotive Archaeologist. So have a good night, have a good evening, wherever you are, whatever time it is there. Thank you so much for listening. Please, be safe out there.